0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. We are back. It's the Week 18 edition, the first ever Week 18 edition of the Weekly Cheese. And in this one, we'll be breaking down the Packers' upcoming matchup with the Detroit Lions in what is the first ever NFL Week 18 regular season game. So much to get into. Seems like all the guys will be playing. Some guys returning from injury. And some people to keep an eye on on the defensive side of the ball. Well, one guy in particular. Don't go anywhere. This is the Weekly Cheese. Super Bowl. Soup, soup, super Bowl. 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 Super bowl soup, soup, super What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Weekly Cheese. I'm your host, Joe Ivan. Here with me in the studio, as always, is Chris. Chris, what's going on? Everybody, good to be back after about a week and a half
1: break. There was some things that needed to be tended to, but it feels great to be
0: back, and it feels great to gear up for the playoff run. Yes, it does. Hey, we did have to take a quick little 10 or so day break. I mean, we came came at everyone with the Cleveland Browns update after the Christmas game. And unfortunately, there was some radio silence there from the cheese. We we had some family matters to tend to over here. Uh, but with that being said, everything has been sorted out and we are back to business here on the Weekly Cheese just in time for the Packers to get back in business on this deep playoff run. We hope to enjoy. Uh, but until then, but until next week, when we, when we come together for the wild card special, it's going to be an exciting episode of the weekly cheese. Uh, maybe some video footage for the first time ever. Maybe a guest. Oh, for the first time. I guess uh, we have it? some things going on, but we'll also be coming at you with the first ever and now annual cheesy awards. Where we give out our own show awards To some of the most deserving I know Packers these are highly, players. highly anticipated Ooh, I know the entire team is Sitting there just waiting for the cheesy awards And they don't even know it's coming for I know. them And a
1: quick little tidbit before we move on From the playoffs, Joe We've been talking about going to the, the Championship game all season And Hopefully we can give you an update within the next couple of days or a yeah, couple I mean, of episodes that we'll be making our way out there, but we're hoping. So fans, yeah, be on the lookout. Up.
0: Yeah, it's looking like we will be able to get it done in terms of uh, scrounging up enough money here to get over to Green Bay, Wisconsin for the NFC Championship game even if it means a 24 hour quick in and out who cares uh, n- no no enjoying the sights if you will it will just have to be strictly done. business but uh, hey if the packers are hosting the nfc championship game which if they make it there they will be hosting it oh my god don't we even. will be in attendance yes. and hopefully having the cheese there in their corner will put them yeah. over the edge yes. and get them over the Without hump to the promised land but before we could even Begin speaking of that and getting into the future here, not only of the show, but of this Packers season. We got to talk about one last regular season game, and that's what brought us here. Uh, one last regular season pregame preview. Week 18, uh, and the first ever Week 18 tomorrow, the Green Bay Packers are on the road taking on a divisional opponent, the Detroit Lions. The two win, one tie. Detroit Lions. I mean, playing hard for their man Dan Campbell. Who I don't know if you heard today, Chris, but or whenever he said it, but I saw it today. Dan Campbell said that right now the Lions are in the are in the Arctic Ocean, but they're headed to the Caribbean. I mean, <laughs> that guy's biting off a little bit. More. Win a
1: couple more games first.
0: Hey, I mean, they have been playing. Some solid they team have. football. I'm not a Dan Campbell
1: hater by uh, any means, but chill out. An
0: inconsistent squad, but they they play hard, and I'm sure they're gonna want to play upset City to the Packers' 14 win season.
1: You know, Dan Campbell would love to step up to the podium after that game and just fire yeah, off and, something and crazy. Give an analogy
0: yeah. about how this game signifies their departure of the Arctic Ocean or something. Some weird analogy that he'll probably like to give after a week 18 win over the number one team in the conference. Uh, I'm sure Jared Goff's going to want to play well and in what is his last attempt to convince Stan Campbell and co that he is worth that huge contract that they traded for. Uh, So a lot of unfinished business there for the Lions and they want to end their season on a high note and the Packers simply cannot let them. The Packers need to continue to move forward and build upon their Sunday night beatdown of the Minnesota Vikings and continue to beat down the Detroit Lions like they do every single time they play over the last several seasons. And, hey, it seems like that's the plan. Last Sunday, with their beatdown of the Vikings on Sunday night football, the Packers they advanced their record to 13-3. and They clinched the number one seed in the NFC playoffs, which I with, which obviously gives them not only the first-round bye, but home and field advantage throughout the entire run. And mm-hmm. they have done it. They, they, every goal that they've had set for themselves for this regular season has been achieved. And typically, when pro football teams are in this situation and the last game of the year is really for nothing, no, no stakes are on the line other than just a one-more-win-or-loss in either side of their record column, many of times teams will choose to sit their 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 ones and give main guys rest and, and prevent any injuries, unnecessary injuries, right before the playoffs. And on Sunday night, towards the end of the game, when it was obvious that all hope was lost for Minnesota, Tariko asked Collinsworth if he believes he that if he believes Aaron Rodgers will be playing this upcoming Sunday against the Detroit Lions. And for his response, we have a Stunod of the Week. And that is Chris Collinsworth. Obviously, uh, this award here, the Staccato of the Week, although not given out every single week, it's given out often and some say it could be renamed the Collinsworth Aikman Award or Collinsworth buck award because it seems like those are the guys winning it most consistently here on the weekly cheese but chris collinsworth responded to tariko i don't think
1: something could epitomize this award more than this situation that's about you're about to hear about you're exactly here. right uh, chris I, I, the award seriously. was made
0: for this this <laughs> yes. thing that happens week in and week out with chris collinsworth i'm sure every packer fan listening uh hates these things that this this type of behavior that I'm about to point out. And I'm sure other fan bases that tune in to the Weekly Cheese or for some reason catch a glimpse of this little clip here, but Collinsworth is constantly making these definitive statements with the most utmost confidence. And he's just incorrect, blatantly incorrect on Sunday, when asked by Tarico if he thinks Aaron Rodgers will be playing against the Detroit Lions. Chris Collinsworth responded with a smug laugh to introduce it. He said, oh, not a chance. Not a chance. And I immediately look at Chris, who's sitting to my right, and I go, you know, he's completely incorrect about that. I didn't know anything. We didn't hear anything. I just looked at Chris and I said, you know, that man is horribly incorrect about
1: that. You said everything he said was exactly incorrect.
0: I, I knew. As soon as the game was winding down that there's no chance that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and the ones don't suit up and go out there and play. And and shortly after the game in their post game pressers, I'm sure all the people in the media that were listening to the T V broadcast heard Collinsworth say that and wanted to ask about Collinsworth's definitive statement because he said it as if he had some inside knowledge about what the Packers' plans were next week. Uh, but both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams explicitly stated, immediately following the victory last Sunday night, that they're going to be playing against the Lions. Devontae even went as far to say, uh, if you're scared of injury or the virus or whatever, he said, if you're scared, go to church, that he'll be playing on Sunday. And LaFleur capped it all off and said, they're going to Detroit to win. They are going to to Detroit to win this game. Matt LaFleur could go 14-3 and for the first time in his career. Uh, on Sunday, when eclipsing the 13-3 and record, he became the first head coach in league history to win 13 games in his first three seasons. And the Packers, I believe, are the first team in the Super Bowl era to win 13 games in three straight seasons. They are a machine. They are clearly the best team in football right now. And they're going to march into Detroit and lay a beatdown of the ages on the Detroit Lions and re- remind them who's boss in the NFC North and in the NFC in its entirety. And then the players will take their rest and enjoy their bye week and get ready for the playoffs. But I know Aaron does not want a repeat of what happened in 2011. And I don't think any of us want that either. In 2011, if you'll remember, Aaron sat Week 17 against the Lions because the Packers were playing for nothing. They had the 15-1 record. Matt Flynn comes in, has the best game in Green Bay Packers history, and then the Green Bay Packers lose the divisional round to the Giants. Uh, we do not want a repeat of that. No questions of Ring Russ after having three whole weeks off. The Ones are playing, and my guess is they will have it finished before the half. And with that, let's break down some keys to victory and just the key matchups to keep an eye on during Sunday's game against the Detroit Lions. The first area I believe it's uh, extremely important to keep an eye on, as it it is every week, but this week more than ever, is the offensive line. It's no secret that the Green Bay Packers have been dealing with injuries all season long, Um, and really dating to the preseason, there were questions about the health of the offensive line. Uh, And, I mean, that doesn't seem to be changing too much coming into this week, but there has been breaking news this week that the Packers are definitely going to get one player back, but there is a chance they get two major contributors back along the offensive line. Uh, Earlier this week, it was confirmed that the Packers are expecting rookie center Josh Myers to return from the knee injury that he suffered week six against the Chicago Bears. He has missed the last 10 games with that knee injury. And he's going to be back and playing against the Lions on Sunday. I think this is a Great thing for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he's a rookie, and yeah, Lucas Patrick has done a phenomenal job filling in at the center spot in his absence. But Myers was playing good through the first six weeks of his rookie season. He is a big man to have playing center, and it'll be nice to have him back in there and getting adjusted against the Lions, who in Week 2... He had a phenomenal game against and hopefully since he had such a good game against the Lions in week two, he will have nothing but confidence in his return as he gets regeared into football shape, gets back up to speed and gets ready for hopefully a starting role on a playoff run. I mean, obviously I'm not Coach Stenevich. I'm not Coach LaFleur. I'm not Buckus. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, maybe Myers comes back and he just seems to be a step slow or the, the speed of the game is he's looking like a rookie out there and he seems to be in a little bit of deep water. Maybe they opt to go with Lucas Patrick. I'm not entirely sure, but either way, having Myers back and available just adds another layer of depth and another talented young player on that offensive line who the Packers felt good enough about coming into the air to be the full-time starter. And I'm looking at him, obviously, every single snap. With him coming back after missing the last 10 games, uh, just him and his return immediately makes him one of the matchups to keep an eye on. He's going to be lining up primarily across from another rookie in this league, the Lions' third-round pick, Aleem McNeil. McNeil, he's been all right. Uh, He's a middle-of-the-road defensive tackle if you look at pro football focus this season. Uh, I mean, he's really been more productive as a run stopper and swallowing up those holes than he has been getting after quarterbacks this season. I believe he only has like 18 pressures on the year. So if all goes according to plan, Josh Myers should have a comfortable return to NFL action against McNeil and the Detroit Lions front front five, and there's also some news that there is a chance David Bakhtiari finally returns to action week 18 against the Lions. Matt Lafleur said that his status for Sunday will be based solely on how he feels Saturday. So. uh, There's been no ruling yet. I'm sure they'll release it a few hours before game time when teams are obligated to announce their final injury report. Uh, But hopefully, let's all come together and keep our fingers crossed that Bach feels good today. Um, And seeing him make his return the same week Myers does, one week before the playoffs are set to begin, uh, it'll be great. It'll be a great tune-up
1: opportunity. Yeah, tune-up opportunity, uh, tune-up opportunity for the guy. I
0: can't think of a better situation than him coming back for his first action against the Lions. I mean, the Lions again, their pass rush really hasn't been great all season long. And who knows? He's been out for over a year. It's going to take him legitimately a you would think a game to get back to the speed at the very least. I mean, missing a year of time is a big deal in any sport, and it's obviously Better to come back Week 18 in a meaningless game against the Lions to get reacclimated, than get thrusted into the NFC Divisional Round, I mean, where it's win or go home. So hopefully Bach can come back and make his return this week. But again, if not, it seems as if he will definitely be back for the Divisional Round. That was all but confirmed by LaFleur this week. So depending on how he feels today, he'll go or not go tomorrow against the Lions, but he will be back for the playoffs, which is awesome. The countdown to Bach has finally come to an end. Um, and then once he's back, hopefully we could talk about it in the recap on, on Monday, but there's a chance we have to talk about it before the divisional round when he's confirmed back. But what's going to happen at the right tackle spot once he comes back? Who knows when Billy's going to be healthy? Do we move yash it opens up a whole new conversation once Bach is officially back, so we'll we'll save that conversation. But my guess would be perhaps David Bach he does play Sunday, as long as Aaron Rodgers and the ones are on the field. Maybe he just gets a half, three quarters. Who knows? Yeah, there but, was
1: some clips on Twitter of him running some drills, and he looked good. So and and I'm just praying. I don't that know, he know if feels you saw. Good.
0: He was getting on the bus, and he was wearing a T-shirt that said "Protect the Blind Side. So maybe that was – and he did a little, like, point I think to his the man's t-shirt. itching to get back. Oh.
1: So I think as long as He's he feels itching to get 90% back. or better, he will just play tomorrow.
0: I ju- yeah, exactly. And it, it seems as if at this point it's all in box h- hands, uh, which – I don't just, want him to risk anything. No. However, the last thing I would need.
1: like him to – I would like to see him play.
0: Me too. I, I'd much rather him sit out an entire season and risk – not re-injuring it, then coming back too early. But if he's good to go for the playoffs, I mean, obviously, bring. Buck I wouldn't even back.
1: mind seeing him take like five snaps and then being like, "I'm out." Just you know, he just something.
0: Yeah, I agree. Or or a quarter or again, as long as Aaron's on the field, that would be cool. Um, but again, fortunately for the Packers offensive line, whether Bach is back or not, and with Myers back in there for the first time in ten weeks, the Lions. They have a spotty pass rush. And my guess is that Aaron Rodgers will be given the time he needs in that pocket. He'll be working from a clean pocket the entire first half, and he will put the Lions away pretty early as he takes on the worst secondary in the NFL. Uh, The Lions have the 32nd ranked defensive coverage in the league. And I think this game will be put away by halftime if the O-line could just come halfway ready to play. They've taken on way more aggressive pass rushes all season long. So this should be nothing new for him, and I think Aaron's going to be working from a clean pocket, and he'll have it put away rather quickly. And then we'll see Jordan Love get in there and see if he could put up some points against this two-win Detroit Lions team and see if... You know, what's what? Because the last time we saw Jay Love in there, the Chiefs just blitzed him from every every direction imaginable, and he had quite a difficult time moving the ball in any capacity. Uh, the Lions don't run blitz packages like that, but my guess is if Jordan Love gets trotted out there in a blowout, they're just going to bring the house at him. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how he responds as well, but... First things first. Jordan
1: Love's got to be able to put up some points against the Lions.
0: If we'll he hasn't, that that's a, exactly I was
1: going to say. That's a different conversation because than we if could Aaron, have.
0: But him being out there means Aaron and the ones took care of business. They got their reps and they got out of there scathe-free, and that's all that we could ask for. So, yes, I'm hoping to see Jordan Love out there for at least two and a half quarters, um, if not one and a half quarters. A good chunk of Jordan Love would be nice on Sunday, but that's only if the Packers' offense, offensive line could keep Aaron upright. And he has time to work, and they just really suppress the Lions and punch them early and, and get them down. And that also requires the defense to come out and, and shut down this Lions offense that, although is weak and has had some really tough showings this season, As of late, they've come alive and put up a 28-point game, a 30-point game. So they've had some momentum building over the last couple weeks on the offensive side of the ball. It does appear that Jared Goff will be getting the start for the Lions, which is disappointing. Uh, I'm sure all of us out there in Packer Nation were really looking forward to Timmy B sling the rock. I mean, Boyle. Our, our backup for a handful of years there, we all hold Tim Boyle in high regard, but it doesn't seem like we're going to be seeing the Boyle out there. We're going to be seeing Jared Goff try to will a victory here to close out what is a very forgetful season for Jared <laughs> Goff. Um, and you're you, again, you're gonna, you know, Jared Goff's gonna to want to end his season, um, instilling a, a little bit of hope. In the Detroit brass, not just diffuse all hope of him being a star in this league that he once had associated with his name when he was playing in Super Bowls and championship games. But those days are long gone, and Jared Goff is just going to want to maintain at least some respect in that building to finish this year and move closer towards the Caribbean, like Dan Campbell (laughs) said. Jared Goff wants to be there, I'm, I'm sure of it. And he's going to want to win, so the Packers, they're going to have to come out, play strong defensive football, and not give the Lions hope early in the game. And give them the feeling of confidence, and like, oh, we could steal one here, because we see what happens when the Lions start playing with some confidence. They, they can sneak away. With a victory, and they almost beat the Rams in this exact fashion. They should
1: have three or four wins this year just they from should. That They literally uh, lost in horrible fashion in those three or
0: four Yeah, times. when the Lions are given hope, they could beat you. Yes. It's, it's about taking away their hope early, and that's what the defensive unit needs to come out and do, like they did to the Vikings on Sunday night. They just need to stuff that run, uh, play solid football up front, and force Goff to make some plays with his arm. And if they could do that, I have no doubt about it that the pass rush will be able to get after Jared Goff. The biggest area of opportunity on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers on Sunday is rushing the quarterback and forcing turnovers. Uh, Like it is most weeks. It starts with stopping the run, and that allows for Kenny to just dominate the inside, and Preston and Rashawn to come off the edge and just wreak havoc. And when that happens, this Packers team could take away the ball with the best of them. So, hopefully, that's what we see on Sunday. Fortunately for the Packers' pass rush, the Lions, they're still unsure who's going to be playing at the tackle position for them. I mean, both Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell are on the COVID list. So, it's very up in the air if they're going to be playing tomorrow. Game time decisions, I believe, they can test out or something like that and end up on the field on Sunday. But either way, there's a huge chance that a backup is on the field playing a tackle position for the Lions. And if that is the case, keep your eye on Preston Smith, okay? Preston Smith is going to be the most motivated man on the field Sunday, regardless of who's out there, regardless of if – LaFleur decides to pull the ones I guarantee you Preston Smith will be playing a full snap count for himself Preston right now has nine sacks on the season and shout out to him and Rashawn they're the first Packers duo to each have nine or more sacks on the season in a very long time Awesome. I didn't see exactly when the last time it was done but it's been quite some time and they're having great seasons, both men but Preston has nine sacks this year and he has racked up At this point, over $1 million in sack-based incentives with his nine sacks. But there is still tons of money to be had for Preston Smith to close out this season. If he gets one more sack and eclipses that 10-sack mark, he will net himself an additional $750,000, which is obviously right within striking distance just one sack away from that benchmark. But I do believe he also has an opportunity to go out there and eclipse the 12 sack incentive bonus which will add yet another million on top of that. So as of right now, Preston Smith is about three sa- he is three sacks away from about 2 million additional dollars in his pocket and considering Who knows who's going to be playing tackle for the Lions on Sunday? Preston Smith will eclipse the twelve sack mark. That's my bold take. Preston Smith three or more sacks on the day. That's awesome. He is going to be the most motivated man on the field, and I'm saying especially if Penae
1: Sewell is not out there because he's legitimately a good lineman. So if he's not out there, Preston will be licking his lips. Yeah. Yeah,
0: even if Sewell's out there. I think Preston Smith gets three or more sacks on the day. Cause let's say Preston comes away with five sacks on the day. He will have met his full incentive bonus, which in total is like eight point something mil. Like he he took basically half his contract in sack incentives and fourteen is where it maxes out. F- predicting five is a little a little crazy. So I'm going, he's gonna hit the twelve sack mark on the season. I think Kenny's going to really push hard to Preston's side and try to gather some attention there, and Preston's getting it.
1: I'm it's nice you. to see the Packers accommodate like his snap count with all the, the stuff that's going on now with Antonio Brown and his deal. Just knowing that they're honoring his incentive-based effort oh, is nice, yes. Yeah,
0: I think everyone in the building, including the man who signs his checks, is rooting for Preston Smith to go out there and at least get his 10th, but if not, try to go for twelve because he restructured his contract in a way where, because he was criticized. I mean, he was so heavily criticized last year for the shape he was in and the effort he displayed that he was forced to restructure his contract just to stay with the team, and they did it in a way where if he comes fit and ready to go, he can make all the money he was guaranteed, and he has played so well this season. And there were times where he got – he made the play, but he didn't get the credit for the sack. Like, ultimately, he probably has earned 12 sacks so far this season. He just – you know how it goes in there. I mean, uh, Tipa Glay comes and cleans it up. (laughs) He he leaves the game with a sack and a half one week. You know, it's like whatever. But Preston's been playing great football, and I'm rooting for him to get every penny he deserves. So Preston Smith, three or more sacks Sunday against the Lions. You can mark that. And in terms of potential beneficiaries of Preston Smith's insane pass rush on Sunday, the secondary, they're going to have opportunities to take away the football. Goff lets one or two hang out there every week to get taken away, just like Baker Mayfield. And if the pass rush is getting after it, There's no reason why the secondary can't come away with one or two more interceptions to cap off their season. Uh, Jair will not be playing on Sunday. Uh, He missed a couple days of practice this week with COVID, so he's out. Um, And he'll definitely be back for the playoffs as well, it seems, but one more week without Jair. Um, And, yeah, we'll have Stokes out there. Yeah, we'll have Rasul out there. The guys will be playing, but there's one man, to keep an eye on in the secondary as well. There's Preston to keep an eye on for his personal incentives and and how electrifying he could be just three sacks away from $2 million. But there's another man who will be playing for um, pride, if you will, on Sunday, and, and that is Chandon Sullivan, Chris. Chandon Sullivan has a personal battle. This week uh, one that he should be personalizing at least because over the last five weeks the Detroit Lions have had a surprise star emerge um, and emerge as really their only source of joy and pride down the stretch here this season and that man goes by the name Amon Ra St. Brown the younger brother of our headache. Equiminius St. Brown. (laughs) Equiminius St. Brown, drafted by the Packers in the late rounds four years ago. Uh, Hasn't had the most star-studded career here with the Packers, but he's on our squad. He's playing good football this season, and he's been a valuable contributor over the last several seasons for us. Uh, But nothing – he has done nothing like what his brother has done over the last five weeks. Amon Ross St. Brown has emerged – as really one of the elite playmakers as a young wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, through the last five games, he has 43 receptions, 451 yards, and five touchdowns. That includes a one rushing touchdown that was electrifying. It was electrifying. I was literally <laughs> just gonna say that. Yeah, he had a, like he he is a, and it all started when he caught that game winner when they when they who they beat the eagles that week or they beat someone there and on a uh, last second touchdown Amon-Ra caught that and it set off uh, a chain reaction that has led to him being literally the only name out of Detroit that people are talking about. The guy is a walking highlight over the last 5 weeks and he lines up in the slot. Amon-Ra is a slot receiver. And obviously that means he is Chandon Sullivan's responsibility. Chandon Sullivan plays the star in this Joe Barry defense. He is the slot corner nearly every single time he lines up. And, hey, there's no secret that if there is a weak link in the Packers secondary, it's Chandon Sullivan. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. I, quite frankly, like Chandon Sullivan. I think he plays hard. Uh, I think he does his job to the best of his ability, and hey, no team is perfect. Every defense has their weakest link, um, but with that being said, I think Channon Sullivan is one of the stronger, weaker links in the league, and he's came up with some big plays throughout his time here with the Packers, not to mention the relationship he has with Sewell Douglas. It's great to see them playing in what seems to be unison out there. They work off each other real well, and enough can't be said about what Chandon does bring to this team. But with that being said, no one wants to go back there after the game on Sunday and be the guy that got their ass kicked by Equiminia St. Brown's younger brother, okay? Think about that. Think about that, Chris. Would you want to walk back to that locker room, despite how badly the Packers whooped the Detroit Lions, uh, We could. the Packers could win the game by 28 points. But if Amon Ross, St. Brown has eight receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown or two against Channon Sullivan.
1: That would be the most talked about get, thing yep, in you the know locker he's room. He's
0: getting roasted a little bit, and by probably none other than Equiminius, St. Brown. I mean, when a little brother is being, you know, when someone's <laughs> little brother cooks you, it's, uh, I'm sure, just human nature to toast that person and verbally. And Chandon a little bit. Sullivan
1: is prone of the da- to the downfield <laughs> yes, cooking. So oh yes, he is.
0: Uh, Chandon Sullivan. He's got to some... he's
1: got to give him a cushion and just keep him in front of him, and hopefully he can make some solid tackles. Well, th-
0: and that's the thing. Ch- Chandon Sullivan's been cooked by lesser names than Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra's a stud. The guy. Uh, he's a good player. Van
1: Jefferson on the Rams. Not that he's a nobody, but who the hell is that guy?
0: Yeah, I would take Amon Ra. Yeah, over Van, Van Jefferson.
1: Jefferson, and he cooked that that okay. fucking chan and sullivan
0: hey it's a it's the truth so there is a personal battle going on the field sunday uh between Channon sullivan and amon ross st brown and i would expect to see both of them jawing at one another throughout the game and um all i'll say is hopefully Channon sullivan wins that battle because i don't think he wants to walk back there being the guy that just got cooked by eq's little brother i don't know uh, obviously, we don't know how, how the um, interworkings of an NFL locker room go, but my guess would be there would be some roasting coming. There would have to be. If he gets cooked by E.Q.'s little brother. So there is two matchups to watch there on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, Preston Smith has an individual, but Chandon Sullivan versus Amon Ross St. Brown there in the slot. That's the matchup to keep an eye on. Amon Ra is really the only Lions receiver that's been giving teams problems over the last oh, entire season, really. And uh hey, the Packers could shut him down, guaranteed victory right there. I mean, stop DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams from running the ball right up the gut and get after Goff and stop Amon Ra. The Packers should come away with a very easy victory in Detroit. Uh, And before we get to my official prediction, uh, what i like to believe is the most accurate prediction of the week every week when talking (laughs) Packers media and Packers games, we'll obviously have to go to, for the first time in a couple weeks here, Chris's Corner, where he will give you his locks of the week.
1: All right, Joe, big games this week with massive, massive implications, especially in the AFC. So first, I have a very easy, very boring pick. I have the Packers over the Lions, but I have a big prediction of my own, and that is that EQ will find himself in the end zone at least two times. I think LaFleur... Gives him the opportunity to go out there, especially especially if they're up big. I think EQ gets in the end zone. I don't think they have to abuse Devante this week. I think he gets a little bit of a break. And who who's better to take those reps than EQ? He'll at least get the opportunity. Will he capitalize? I don't know. But brother versus brother, I got I'm I'm in EQ's corner. Next, I have I mean this is gonna be a good game, but I have the Ravens over the Steelers squashing their playoff implications. I mean, the Steelers beat the Ravens earlier this year, but I think they used up all their good juju last week with that whole farewell bend thing. I think the Ravens will, will win over the Steelers in a close one. Next, I have the 49ers over the Rams. Shanahan is a god against Sean McVay. He almost never loses to him. I don't even know if he has. But I think the Niners have been carrying a chip on their shoulder all season, and it might be an ugly, ugly win, but the 49ers will get it done on the ground. Next, I have the Pats blowing out the Dolphins. There's always some wacky things that happen in the, in these games, but I think the Pats go down there calm, cool, and collected and roll over one of Belichick's disciples in Brian Flores. Last big Monday night game, I have the Chargers securing their spot in the playoffs. I like Brandon Staley and I think he's learned from some of his dumb late game mistakes in the, the beginning of this season to be mature enough for the playoffs and I think the Raiders have had their problems of their own, and they're kind of been semi-fraudulent all year. So I think the Chargers have the potential to go down to Vegas. I think the game's in Vegas and take the W. All right, Packers fans, happy Week 18. That feels weird to say, but Joe, back to you.
0: Thank you, Chris. Thank you for the locks of the week. It's always great to hear from Chris's Corner. And, uh, I mean, a wild prediction from him in terms of uh the EQ take when he first started saying it and he said that uh, EQ get in the end zone I started shaking my head yes because I totally agree I could see Aaron making it a point to try to find EQ as he takes on his brother uh in his brother's new home if you will that is Ford Field uh, but two touchdowns from EQ is just bonkers uh, with that being said, I do like the prop of Equiminius St. Brown getting in the end zone. That one's a fun one for Sunday. I I, I could get behind that prop, but for two,
1: two. who knows if a prop like two. that even exists? Who knows if two. EQ's
0: name is even labeled for the two or more prop? I really don't even think it would two be. Packers fans. But that's two. just wild, too i uh, I'll back up one. I'll definitely back up one. And uh, yeah, that's an exciting prop for the Packer fans out there that are... Wanna wanna to, want to get in on that one. As far as my prediction goes for the game, like I said numerous times over this preview, the Packers are gonna get it done early. The ones that are gonna start the game off. Box gonna get his feet back under him. Same with Myers. Uh I doubt Jonesy goes all that much. We'll be seeing a lot of AJ Dillon, my guesses, and even Pat Taylor in the second half. But yeah, the Packers will get out. To an early lead, go into halftime comfortable, hopefully get the ball out of half, maybe score one more time with the ones in there and then Jordan Love will come in and who knows where the game will go from there my ultimate prediction is Packers come away with the victory 28 to 14 in what is just a routine dismantling of the Detroit Lions in the last game of the season Head into the wild card by super wild card weekend by uh, to get rested up and ready for what should be a three game championship run. We have on our hands, the playoffs are among us, um, and I know personally for me, especially this year and over the past couple years, the playoffs is a stressful time, Packer fans. We are on edge, we are anxious, we are just hoping that our team can get it done and string together the final three wins. Uh, we've been so close time and time again over the last 10 years, and hey, this is the year. We'll break down this Week 18 matchup on Monday, and uh, then hey, we'll be coming at you with the Wild Card Weekend Edition. Uh, The Cheesy Awards, an interview, so much planned for that episode. So, so much to look forward to here on The Weekly Cheese. As always, if you like the content, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify at The Weekly Cheese. Instagram at The Weekly Cheese. TikTok, TheWeeklyCheese.podcast. We're coming back. Sorry for the little hiatus. We had some business to tend to, but we are back And just in time for the playoff push. Couldn't be more pumped. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, remember, the cheese stands alone. Go Pack Go. We'll talk to you on Monday, everyone. Come on, Pack. Green and gold. Time to win.